0: So, um, yeah, how have you been since the last time we spoke?
1: Yeah, man, good. I uh, I went and saw my old man for a few days. So I, cycled, did I tell you I cycled to uh, basically to Gatwick?
0: Yeah. It's
1: fucking horrendous. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> it was... Um, Especially
0: as soon as you get out of London, there's just a fuck ton of hills, isn't there?
1: That's exactly what it was. I topped out at like 50 mile an hour though on my bike. <laughs> fuck that. It's not for me, that. Which was, it was it, the worst part was, is like, it was going down roads that you don't know. You might go around a corner and it'll be a fuck off pothole. Like, you just don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that's so it, it with country roads.
1: It, yeah. And it was, it was dodgy as hell. But yeah, it was, it was all right. It only took me, it was like two and a quarter hour actual cycle time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I stopped a couple times, had had a bite to eat, like, and, uh, yeah, it was, it was nice. Nice to get out, you know, proper proper like hard exercise for once. Yeah. But yeah, and then came back on the on a on a ghost train. Like literally, I think there were two people on the entire train.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. I saw one of my In friends put a photo of him on a train the other day and it was just he was the only person on
1: his carriage. It, it's it was weird. And then like it just so happened that I got attacked by some conspiracy nut at the train station. Yeah, all right, tell me, tell me. Well, <laughs> it it wasn't too bad. I mean, she she was there obviously talk, she was talking to the to the guy selling the tickets, right? And as soon as I walked in, you could see like the relief come across his face. He was like, Oh thank God. <laughs> I don't have to speak to this nut job anymore. So I I kind of went and started talking to him, or booking my ticket, and I had some issues with my card and, and all this. And then she comes up to me and she's like looking looking at me, and I'm like trying to ignore her and then she's like so are you one of those and i'm like one of what you know one of those one of those tracker people that, you know i hear the government are hiring all these youngsters to to track people uh that are out of their houses or some shit and i was no like no way i i was like i've no idea what you're talking about and uh, and she was like yeah all these youngsters with their smartphones and stuff Are you're not into your smartphones and i'm like what are you talking about? It was yeah, just fuck. complete gibberish. Like, genuinely, I mean, I've heard a few conspiracies about everything that's going on, but, like, that was one that I've genuinely not heard of, so I didn't really know what she was talking about.
0: Yeah, I get... I wonder if she's uh, talking about the app that they're bringing out to um, to kind of track and trace people.
1: Oh, they do. are they doing that, are they?
0: Yeah, yeah, there's some kind of app where... Um, I, it's, it's basically if you've, if, if they recognize someone's had coronavirus and been in contact with like near your phone, then it'll, they'll be able to check whether they've been near you kind of thing.
1: Yeah. Okay. It's
0: hard to explain. I think they're trying to do it anonymously, but it's not going to be, I guess.
1: Yeah. I, I, I'd have probably just said that was Google maps. Like, like everyone that has Google Maps on their phone, or like Apple Maps, yeah. does exactly the same thing.
0: Yeah, I mean, it does seem a little bit, a little bit strong. It may, it might help, but um, you end up in the in the. I don't know. Some some uh, privacy gets invaded on
1: there, doesn't it? Yeah, well, of course. Yeah, but this is my this is my issue with the whole privacy thing. And I think I said this to you when we were when we were actually cycling, is like people are so against this whole privacy. They're gonna they're gonna know where you are and all this shit. And it's like, well, every time you swipe a credit card, every time you use your Sainsbury's Club card or your Tesco Club card, whatever the fuck it is, every time you log into WhatsApp, like they all know where you are. Like the, mm. Google Maps will direct you on a route like if you're walking somewhere or driving somewhere they will change the direction of your route based off of like the shops that you'll pass on that route because you're more likely to go in or they've paid that shop's paid for advertising with google so they're gonna get more foot traffic and all this kind of stuff and people are like so against these like outward privacy issues but yet they have no issue like my my mom's a typical example she's always like oh, they're spying on us, blah, blah, blah. And there she's got like 73 fucking shop store cards, (laughs) like collecting points and stuff. And I'm like, Mum, you know, every time you, you use Sainsbury's club card, they know everything that you've purchased. All that data gets bought by Facebook, by Google, you know, that's how they make money.
0: Yeah. There's a, there's a good example with, um, you know, the driving app ways or even Google to be fair, I think, because Google Waze, but, um, I've had it before where I've needed fuel. So you hit like that you want petrol and uh, it tries to direct you to the. It gives you a list of of close ones, but they're all like Shell and BP. And then you could be near some fucking petrol station and it doesn't. It's not coming up because all they want to do is direct you to the one that they're being paid to push people to. Yeah. And it's. I mean, it's. It makes sense because. Exactly. uh, And it's. They're not really taking anything from you there apart from a potentially your time of which they're saving you as well so the argument that it's give and take i don't know
1: yeah no i mean i, I like there's there's a balance isn't there there's a line i think and um, but i don't necessarily think it's yet to have been crossed in my yeah. opinion and that That's coming from an advertiser. So I may be slightly biased because we utilize all of this data to sell our products and programs.
0: So yeah, exactly. You know, there's, you, you can see it from, uh, that's often how, how these tech companies justify is it's, it's, um, you're helping people as opposed to you're helping people. Even if, even if they haven't asked for the help essentially, Yeah. but you're, you're also helping businesses
1: make money. Yep but how, how does the world work? The world works because of free trade, because of, you know, the movement of money, of businesses, if there were no businesses, we'd all live in a pretty shit society in my opinion.
0: Yeah, it's true. It's true. Yeah. Um, so how's, cause last time we spoke, you said it was popping off with
1: your marketing, right? Yeah, man. It's like, it's been really good from a, obviously we sell a lot of fitness programs and everyone's at home. Everyone wants to stay fit. I mean, you've probably looked out the window, the amount of people that are going running. yeah, Like it's unreal. Um And people are spending so much more time on social media. Like the usage of social went up by like 30% when this lockdown happened, which is, if you think about the number of people on social, it's three billion people. 30% of that, that's like nearly a billion people more using the platform. Uh, so the supply and demand has just dropped, which means it's cheap. So Oh, know, is that
0: for, for cheap ads sorry look up there? Is yeah. that the cost of ads?
1: Yeah, yeah. Cost of ads have dropped massively.
0: So that's interesting though, that, isn't it? Because really yeah. I guess it's it's because traditional businesses probably aren't pushing their stuff. You're not getting like the very dominant powerhouses of, of market and pushing their gears just luxury luxury outwear. Um, even like nobody's nobody's really gonna be buying many luxury products to yeah. be well, that that are worn. See who's, I who's would, gonna who's I would gonna buy. Say... A,
1: It depends. Like, it depends who you're targeting. Luxury. When you say luxury, what do you mean? Do you mean like high-end yachts and motorbikes? No, I mean who's who's going
0: to put who's going to be putting down a deposit now on a a 2020 X6BM? The
1: chances of you partnering with that money right now are slim. Yeah. See, there's a balance. I think the people that are like that are buying luxury stuff you know, they're probably not being as impacted by this as John who works at the local restaurant. Yeah. You know, it's it's one of those things like you people that are potentially financially better off already aren't gonna suffer as much as those who are living paycheck to paycheck, basically. Mm-hmm. So, so their buying decisions aren't going to be as impacted, I don't think. But again, I, I think that's a that's a time thing as well, like how long it's going to going to go for.
0: Yeah, this is it. I think um, the, there's a certain period, because I had it myself where you where you think, um, like, you try and estimate how long this is going to take, right? How long this is going to affect you? You know how much cash you have generally to to last you that time if if needs be. And then people are probably going to start spending again when it's looking like, you know, um like in Spain at the moment where they're on about opening schools again and shops again, everything's getting relaxed a little bit. That's probably when you're going to start seeing a lot more (laughs) spending from people generally again, because that you know, you've got 4,000 pounds sat there and all you need to do is pay one rent, you're back to work anyway because it's almost over, then you know people have that yeah. excess cash to be spending.
1: And people plan where they're gonna spend their money before it's even in their bank account, don't they?
0: Yeah, I, 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 um, Gary
1: Vaynerchuk was saying that
0: the day stimulus checks hit people's accounts for, um, in the US, you know, I think everyone was getting like $1,200 or something. The day yeah. it hit people's accounts, the e-com world, there was a big boom. And that kind of sums people up, I guess, doesn't it? You've suddenly got, even if you've got a job over there, which pays $1,200 a month, which is nothing over there. It's to get it in one go where you haven't had to go to work and use your fuel and stuff. You can see why that would happen. It's very, it's predictable, I guess.
1: Yeah. What's the, um, what's the video industry looking like?
0: I think everything's gone at the moment it's a lot of uh influencer videos kind of 3D content stock footage you know and rehashing old stuff there's there's obviously no new content being shot and even on that in the higher end of things people who work on Netflix productions and etc that's just dead because without all these big productions as soon as you start getting over budgets of 10 20000 you need insurance to be able to to do the the work because just like everything that's that's worth tens of thousands, it has the potential to go wrong. So if it's it uninsured, it's just that would just be a nightmare. So the chances of insurance companies covering those big productions at the moment are very slim. And without yeah. insurance, then you can't you can't do the production. Um, yeah, which is kind of at uh, the, the lower end of the market, the the videographer types. That's gonna be much more agile because as soon as something can be short, it will be shot because people are willing to risk that a little bit. Because at the end yeah. of the day they're risking themselves, the one person. Um But yeah, I mean I've done a few bits of just editing influencer videos, touching up audio, putting titles on, etc. Um and it's just that kind of content at the moment, but it's it's the kind of content that people want to watch as well. Like, uh, I'm currently working on a workout video because it is all the rage right now. Yeah. It's not me personally doing the workout. It's, um, Jason Leggett, it's called. Okay. But yeah, um, that's through Puma, but it's, it's just a, a very much feel like it's just going to be a lot of that for, at least yeah. for a couple months.
1: Yeah. Are you, are you looking at ways in which you can find work for potentially afterwards? Like, are you lining gigs up? Or are you pretty confident that as soon as this goes down, you're gonna be in demand? I don't think there's anything I can do to line
0: anything up, you know? Like, I'm not in the position, unless you're a producer or, yeah, you kinda of need to be in a in a position of being a producer to be able or to, to be able to put something forwards. Um whereas typically that doesn't really that's not my role. So I'm expecting slash hoping that things are just gonna pick up again.
1: Yeah. Um Well like yeah, relationship would be, building be and, and connections and, you know, networking and all that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, I mean There's, there's so much you can do with that, you know, like you can, you can only be talking to people, um, seeing how people are doing, but generally I think everybody's in the same boat, you know, like there's only so much you can do. Yeah. It, that, that's what makes it annoying is you're slightly powerless to everything when it, when this kind of thing comes is like everybody's position, you're, you're, you're waiting for something that you don't know, you don't have a time when it's going to lift, mm. and when things are going to get better, so you, you you you're literally just waiting for it to pass by.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's an interesting one because I I I believe, and you know, you're obviously someone that follows Gary Vee, But like, I believe now is a good time to be for anyone to be creating content. You know, especially your industry. I think there are even I got sucked into a fucking video yesterday on YouTube of some like big big videographer guy. He was, I can't remember how I found it, but it was, um, he paid a bunch of like Fiverr people to edit okay. some footage that he had recorded. He created a commercial for a pizza company. And then he went to Fiverr and paid like a varying sum of from $500 down to $25 to get it like edited just to mm-hmm. see which was the best. I think it was it was obviously a paid promo by Fiber. Um but yeah that was just quite interesting. I mean I think everyone and this is something that I'm doing now is 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 relaunching and putting focus on my podcast again it, and you know you're obviously creating this content um but I think everyone to some extent especially in a in a service based industry could be creating content that will benefit them when this all comes down. Like the world is looking for leaders. The world is yeah, looking yeah. for people to step up and say, look, it's a shit time, but we can get through this. Cause everyone is just fucking complaining. So there needs to be those people that step up and, and either entertain people, educate people and just help them through it. Like those are the ways that you can do it through content. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, there's definitely good that can come out of it
0: oh yeah absolutely i think for the full time of me being freelance i had like two weeks that were quiet and when when i to say quiet i mean like one shoot day on each week so i was mm-hmm. still working but they were like quiet i guess they were the only two weeks and then it all the, the whole time i'd been wanting to learn 3d uh and just different softwares just kind of like get to grips with things that you really need to put your mind into and uh, especially with the 3d stuff it's that that's the kind of level stuff that you need people do uni courses on for a few years and um it's good it's for me it's been good to do to learn that kind of shit like it's not that i'm any good and it's not like i'm going to come out and straight away be able to to do uh, animated ads or anything but it's it's at least got the ball rolling to learn the fundamentals
1: of something like that yeah for sure and and that's the thing the people that are willing to do that like willing to invest in themselves over this time and realize okay it's shit but you know it's a chance for me to level up again those are the people that are going to come out on top when we when we go back to quote unquote normal you know yeah it's like if especially in the the, like if you're a freelancer if you run your own business like i i can kind of understand if you work for a company and you 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 know you've been furloughed and there's not much you can do i mean realistically you probably could still invest in yourself learn a new skill but especially if you have your own business and do your own thing like now is the time to double down on becoming the best you know you're competitive i i always just think like is your competition out there learning something that you're not? And yeah. if the answer is yes, then you gotta get to work. That's why yeah. I've decided to learn magic. No. What?
0: Were yeah. you going to do something else weird as well? There was another, or was that, maybe that was it?
1: There was no, another... well, no, there's two things I'm doing, comedy and, and magic. Uh, so, I felt like there was something else. Uh, maybe. Uh, maybe. I'm always looking for random shit to learn oh crochet i did a bit of crocheting
0: that was it fuck me yeah, <laughs> crocheting yeah how did that go you sucked that up. yeah
1: well i got i got too good so i was like you know this is
0: just evidently silly. by the amount of knitted things around
1: yeah 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 man no i sold them i started a store you know scaled it sold it it's easy
0: i um, wouldn't expect now is the now's the season for woolly hats right yeah yeah exactly 22 degrees but, out
1: it's all right though, my, the, my crocheting, the holes were so fucking big And it. it yes. Yeah.
0: yeah. I don't um, think I've got the, the hands for it, man.
1: No, nah, it takes a lot of concentration. Like when you're yeah. first getting used, to, getting used to it, like there's a lot of concentration that goes into it. But um, I, when I was down with my old man, I found out, so I, my grandfather was a, a big magician. He was a member of the Inner Magic Circle here in London. And um, you know he'd done stage shows, all that kind of stuff. He'd always do magic when we went to see him. And um, I found out whilst I was talking to my old man that my great grandpa, who I was named after, he was one of the up and coming like comedians of the time in the twen- in the nineteen twenties. So like the Independent did a write up about him. They were like he's the next big thing. And then obviously the war happened, and so. Never happened for him, and yeah. So, I, I just thought that was quite fascinating. So, yeah, I was like, I, I'm, I'd already signed up for a comedy course before this all kicked off, and so, so that got cancelled. Um, but yeah, so those are the two things like joke writing. So, I'm doing a lot of reading on like joke writing, and then and then magic, starting with card magic. They're both uh just storytelling in a way, aren't they?
0: Apart from magic, yeah. magic is well, even magic, a story, is story-telling that's not true in a way yeah it's uh diverting someone down a path and then actually just
1: it leading somewhere else yeah yeah it's um it's an interesting one like i've always you know it's one of those things it's like you always there's always so much stuff to do it's just it's just now it's like you you don't have an excuse it's not like you are going to train or you're you're going to meet some friends or whatever it's just like there's so much extra time in the day even like just travel if you take travel time out of like especially for someone like you if you were to work without if you were to add up all the hours that you travel in a week mm-hmm. there's a lot of time there but Oh yeah, like, you just have to do it when you when when you are working
0: yeah i mean to get to get myself to north london to one of the studios is an hour each way typically. Yeah. So that's two hours of your day gone. If you're doing that, like I do that three times a week, maybe four times a month, yeah. that's almost a full working day gone. It's barmy. Yeah. I mean, people are well. look at fuel now. Fuel No, there's no demand for fuel. So oil prices have plummeted and it's causing many knock on effects now.
1: Yeah. My old man was saying that oil prices are now negative, like the underlying yeah. oil prices. Yeah, so apparently I'm not
0: fully sure how it works. To be fair, but if if you buy a contract in oil prices, if you say if you sign the contract for ten thousand of these in mere Mine, because um, I believe you have to do it. it it's kind of like futures, um, and then right. if you buy them for a negative price, you, and it comes to fulfilling the contract, then you contractually have to store it. I fully don't understand it, but, um, yeah, it's gone negative to the point where it's just crippling, crippling all, all the industries that have relied upon that. And all the people that rely upon oil being high. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's, it's mad, which is kind of what, one of the questions of like, how long will this, you know, obviously I understand that there are. A friend of mine who, who's in the fitness space in America, he, he posed an interesting question because there is obviously gonna be a lot of deaths because of this, right? Directly correlated to the virus. But if you were to look at the increase death rate because of the 2008 recession, there was there was a big spike in like in death rate when poverty increases and the recession and etc. And his kind of question was like what's worth more? Not what's worth more, that's not the right way to pose it. I can't remember how he said it, but it's basically like, are you more open to reopening everything so the recession isn't as bad and the poverty death rate doesn't increase? Or, or do you you know, and obviously the the coronavirus death rate will increase, but, or do you do it the other way and you keep everything locked down and then the recession kicks on even harder, which will have that spike, but that won't be tracked. Like we know it won't, you know, people aren't gonna necessarily be talking about it every day with fucking death counters. You know, you you didn't see that, did you? But it is a knock on effect. It's like, it's an interesting question. It's like, actually. And now I don't know what the effect of it is in the UK, like if the if it's the same. I but obviously America's a lot bigger. It's um,
0: well, currently we just hit twenty thousand deaths in hospitals from coronavirus, and as soon as this is uh you know over back to normal, people keep saying it's gonna like. Like suicide is a big byproduct of financial difficulties with people and this is already hitting people and yeah like you said that's good that's gonna just lag on afterwards there's gonna be so many relationships that are broken apart there's so many housing issues with people now um, the chances of suicide rates increasing it's pretty much a given I think mm. and is, that's kind of what you're talking about right like what at what point do we just say uh, Let's, let's just stop the lockdown and, and carry on because it's damaging the economy,
1: which is in turn going to lead to more deaths as well. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, it's not only suicide, but yeah, it, it's everything that you just said, like the, the whole knock-on effect of the recession, basically. It's like the longer we keep lockdown, the, the harder the recession is ultimately, you know, the, the, the struggle is going to be. Um, yeah. And yeah it's an interesting one but like where do you where do you draw the line like my old man seems to was saying that um obviously the current lockdown's supposed to finish end of next week isn't it no the week after next week after i feel yeah yeah so that's right that's bank holiday weekend and yeah it's like, well you're not gonna I, I was talking to someone before this on the call and they they said gyms are expected to open middle of June. So that's still another two months, like just under. So it's you know, we're probably not gonna be back. I mean, normal's changed. Like what was normal is no longer gonna be normal, is it? No. There's def-
0: it, there's definitely uh I've seen it to the extreme where Bill was it Bill Gates was saying that people shaking hands is going to be a thing of the past now, and I'm not sure how true that would be. Um, but there's definitely going to be a lot of a lot of changes in people. Um, mm. I, I can see like even masks being worn just year round now, like that being quite a normal thing, especially when you're getting on the buses and tube and stuff.
1: What well, by everyone or just Asian people?
0: I don't know. Well, I mean, that was that was quite big in Asia anyway, wasn't it? Right? Yeah. You, like, yeah. I've seen that for seen that for years. But it might that might just be our normal then. I don't think so. No.
1: My, I and again, fucking, I'm not a scientist. I don't know. Dick, yeah. But I, 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 I just don't. I think people's ability to forget is incredibly high. I think people's ability to, I mean, a prime example, 2008, fucking huge recession. We are 12 years later. And if you look back in history, right, every 10 to 12 years or whatever, there's been a recession or just under seven to 10 years. It's been a recession. So we know it's going to happen. Yet when the recession happens, everyone's like, fuck, I'm still living paycheck to paycheck. It's like, well, did you forget what happened in 2008? It's true it's true yeah. It just people just go back to to like it's habitual isn't it? It's like yes you may see a small increase but I can't imagine you're going to see a majority of people wearing masks and all that kind of stuff just
0: because It's almost it. like uh we're almost ignorant ignorant and optimistic in in our like it's the same reason why climate change is like very much a prominent issue and yet because it's not on our doorstep because it's not truly interfering day to day we just say like, well it's probably going to be all right and they just carry on as if it is all right and like you say even even though there will be another recession in the next decade we we will just carry on as if there, there, there might not be yeah because it's easier that way why yeah. Why put the systems in place, which includes funneling some of your own savings off um, in a sensible investment? Why, why do that and have less cash right now for something that might not happen, though statistically probably will
1: Here's an interesting, interesting question slash viewpoint. So and I take zero credit for this. I got this entirely from a guy called Andrew Schultz and um, On on his podcast, they were talking basically about obviously coronavirus kills old people and fat people basically, people with respiratory issues, fat people being one of the vulnerable categories one of the biggest problems with like the body positivity movement is very much you can be If you want to be fat, be fat kind of thing. It's not hurting anyone else. But like being fat is obviously you're going to die in the future. Like heart disease, all that kind of stuff is stuff that's going to happen later down the road. Whereas this is like, okay, actually, if you're overweight, you're going to die now. Potentially, Like you might. It it puts you at risk. So do those people, those body positivity people, do they still sit there and go, no, if you want to be fat, you know, be, be you, be bigger is beautiful. This kind of stuff. Do they keep that mentality and that mindset, even though saying that could potentially be putting people at risk?
0: Like where? Yeah, where it's it's. If you, it probably puts you. I mean, again, none of us are sinus, but it it puts. Being overweight puts you at risk for respiratory. Um, diseases of, absolutely and so of smoking but you don't imagine if I was a, a smoking positive person where I'm just like you should, everyone should be smoking cigarettes be free about smoking cigarettes we should all do it if you want to smoke a cigarette mm-hmm. smoke a cigarette and it's like yeah, you can smoke a cigarette that's fine you're allowed to do it but you are probably gonna die earlier from something and if yeah. coronavirus is the thing that's here now and you want to carry on smoking cigarettes then just understand that your risks are, are higher and it's um you're not denying anybody of the ability to do something but celebrating it celebrating a uh, potentially unhealthy lifestyle it almost makes you um i don't know you're not responsible but you're
1: you're definitely not helping the situation no i i'm i'm with you i think i think it's I think it's a stupid movement, anyway. Um, just being body positive
0: is fine. Like, a you difference. don't have to. Yeah, you don't have to wake up and check the scales, and if they're not bang on track, you can't be like fuck. Like you, that's fine to have a day where yeah. or or even a few days, or like right now. I'm pretty sure. You you've got a barbell of people, people who are getting more in shape because of all this. There's a lot more running going on, or you've got people. Where well, I feel like I'm less in shape, but my weight's not really changed that much. But it's just because I'm doing different stuff. I'm running more than I am doing weights. But yeah, yeah being body, body positive's fine. It's just being uh, obese positive. Yeah, that's it's where like the line okay probably gets
1: It's like, well, no, it's it's not, is it? Like, it's ultimately going to kill you. You're Doctors are telling exactly you it's not like okay. you said. Yeah. Yeah. But like, like you say, being, being positive, positive in the sense of like confident in who you are, I think that's, that's great. It's an amazing movement, but saying it's okay to be fat, No, don't agree with it. Just change and it again, to... it may be biased because I sell fitness programs for a living.
0: Yeah. And it's hard. It's easy to say when you're not fat, right? But like, I didn't think I was fat, but I was 10 kilos heavier than I am now.
1: Mm, I nice used like, to be
0: fat. I was fat all the way
1: up until I was about 15, 16.
0: There's a lot of people generally, especially like, unless you're, is it ectomorphs who are super skinny? Is that the body type? Yeah. You know, the folks who struggle to put on weight. Unless you're one of those types, you're, all of us at some point have been a bit overweight.
1: Yeah. Because generally. it's, It's very rarely is it anything more than the amount of food you eat. Versus the amount of energy you expend. Yeah, like doesn't oh, whether it doesn't matter if you're a vegan. It doesn't matter if you're keto. It doesn't matter if you only eat fucking kiwi fruit. If you eat more calories than you expend, you're gonna put on weight. Yeah, it's probably a
0: fucking large old basket of kiwis a day. Huh, to put on yeah, weight from
1: it. yeah. It'd be like the amount of fucking yogurt that you used to eat.
0: Yeah, I've got a theory that like <laughs> most. Most people, at least I saw this in myself, you know when you get you get your first job out of uni or say at the end of uni where you've started to understand finances a bit better and be, save more money, but, but you've just got more disposable income. That period of your life where you first get more disposable income, coupled with the fact that since school and college we're doing less. A lot of people do less uh, exercise. I feel like the next generation have got this nailed a bit better, but at least in our generation of um, like graduating uni six years ago or wherever it was, you you kind of get more money to buy pizza, of which Domino's are constantly chucking out 50% off codes to students. And then also coupled with, there's nobody there to tell you to exercise, and you just, you can do whatever the fuck you want then. Mm. And I was, eating, I was eating chocolate every single night and pasta and then just sit and watch Netflix. And then that's yeah. how I put on weight. Cause you just, there's nobody to tell you otherwise and you've got the money to do it and it's fun very briefly until you realize you're fat.
1: Yeah. But yeah, it's true. But it was, it's also like, it depends who you surround yourself by, you know, if you're, it, it's, it's amazing how like it's obviously a, a, a cliche and it's, it's, been said a million times but the whole the average of the five people you spend the most time with it's like it's unbelievably true like if you yeah. are surrounded if you're fat and you surround yourself with four five fit people the likelihood of you becoming fit is massive it's huge
0: yeah otherwise the the difference of dynamics socially that can have is huge like look at to a holiday we've both been on in the past year going to Bali it's not a place that's quite nice as a fat person I imagine, it's very, it's either beach of which generally a lot of people are topless or it's hot as fuck, it's always hot as fuck which I'm sure having yeah. the extra insulation is probably horrible and is there's just a fitness community there whereas it's not even just fitness, it's just wellness of just people looking after themselves in, in Bali so there's yeah. It kind of if, if your four friends are going on hold it then you you've basically got to go and hold it with them, otherwise you gotta go and hold it on your own. It's gonna be quite tough and you'll have to I love
1: the fact you think I've got four friends.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well you went with two, right? Getting that. Then yeah, it stuff, was right? a work
1: trip. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, hey, I went by myself last time. That's fine. Yeah, I mate, I love I love solo like I think solo travelling slash you know, holidays i think they're the best thing ever you can do what and and this requires a certain level of confidence i think and um you know that's something i've always I, I struggled with for a long with it for a long time is confidence but like to be able to go and do what you want to do and not have to do because everyone has this kind of like if we went let's say you and i go right let's go to amsterdam we're gonna wake up in the morning, and we're gonna be like, "Oh, so what do you want to do today?" It's naturally the first thing that you say, isn't it?
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Whereas you often, when... you I don't know, there's less decisiveness because you don't want to upset somebody.
1: Yeah, you're you're always trying to please someone else, and I think that's that's one of the best things about going somewhere on your own. You have no one to like. If you want to stay in your hotel room and do fuck all day, you can do it. If you wanna go to this place or that place, you can go there. Like, and also I think it's, there's huge benefits in the fact that what it does for you mentally. Like it, I think this isolation, one thing that a lot of people are gonna struggle with, and I've I've heard this from a couple of people um, who know others. So it's not necessarily people I know directly, but I know I was talking to a friend of mine on Sunday And she was saying that a girl that works in her team is really struggling, like, mentally with this whole isolation thing. And I think one thing that it's doing is it's making people actually sit with their own thoughts. Like, so many people just numb out thinking and, you know, like, just consuming them, not consuming themselves, but, you know, just actually being with their own thoughts as opposed to, you know, constantly in communication with people, constantly doing stuff like, and and I think some people are really struggling with that. I think it's, you know, some people are thriving with it, but others are really finding it difficult because they've realized, maybe they've had a couple of realizations that actually they're a fucking idiot.
0: Yeah, there is that. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me people just need to be entertained these days, right? Like you, you look on the tube and there's people just watching Netflix. Like, oh, I see fully grown men playing Candy Crush. Uh, By the age of 20, you should be confident enough with yourself or you've started to put the pieces together with yourself that you can just sit and think. Like why, why is there an issue of, of anything? You can look at stuff and just think about it. Like you don't need to have this constant stream of external information. When the internal information, you can just be processing that. Mm. Like, just think about the next... If you're on the tube on the way into work, why not just be thinking about work so when you get there you can rattle it out? As opposed to playing Candy Crush, putting your brain in that shit, and then you've got to get to work, and then probably be an executive of some sort where you've got to make decisions, even though you're just playing Candy Crush. Now you've got to make a decision on a some fucking sale. It's, yeah. it's strange that people feel the necessity to constantly have this shit going on and it's like this is why this is why like there's a big culture for for tours trips where you know you go away and they're like right today we're going to this place then we're going to this place and we've got this organized bar crawl which starts at 7 p.m you've got to be there wearing your t-shirt and it's 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 all laid out for you the 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 whereas the flexibility of having of just doing what you want a lot nicer. It's harder at yeah. first, but it's a lot nicer. Mm-hmm. And and you'll get you'll feel better for it.
1: Yeah. I think I, I I don't necessarily think everyone is confident in themselves by twenty. I think it varies in different areas, but it's it's one of those one percent things. If you if you improve one percent every day in that specific area by the time you're 30 like you you're going to be so much further ahead and i think exactly that having the ability to be still or like have that stillness like meditation for me when i started meditating probably i must've been 20 it was off after my last season so i must've been 21 22 and that that was what completely changed a lot for me and exactly as you say like having that ability to to actually think about things have you read a book um by cal newport called deep work no no it's interesting but it's basically you you probably do it's it's largely about like flow state and things like that but i can imagine when you're doing your 3d renditions and stuff you're not picking your phone up every 30 seconds to see if you've had a text or you know you're you're just focusing on that for hour 2 hours 3 hours whatever it is but a lot of people a lot of people struggle with that and they can't maintain that level of focus and that's largely down to the amount of distractions is way way higher now and so that need for constant like notifications or candy crush or whatever it is it's it's much harder but when you do break free from it and you can maintain like, uh, you know, deep work or flow state or, you know, any kind of focus and stillness, it it makes it that much sweeter. Like that's one thing I love about those float tanks is it's like, it's just an hour of nothing but you and your thoughts, nothing. You can't do anything. I'm
0: yet to try one. There was that de- i had the chance to do one for 35 pounds but i just didn't have the time at the time to do it um have you done? have you done it much
1: yeah i did it when i was down in devon i did it probably every two three weeks i'd go oh, it shit. was super cheap down in devon in london it's it's way more expensive here um but i got like 10 sessions for 270 quid so it was like it was like 27 quid a session which was awesome um mm. But, but yeah, they're they're amazing. It's like I I would say if like being able to meditate beforehand or doing or meditating regularly beforehand is it will be a big benefit because the first time you go it'll be a real struggle, like just to sit there, and, and you'll probably get bored or what have you. But by the third time, it's it's awesome.
0: Yeah, definitely need to try it. I think you do i'd struggle to to come straight from something where i've had to be mentally active i think that's kind of what you're saying right is if you left the office and it was a it was a long day off i leave a shoot and then within an hour you're in a float tank it would decompress you a little bit i'm sure but you're not really going to get the full experience of i've already been relaxed and then the idea of it is to take you further by taking away your senses
1: yeah i i think yeah if you if you have a bit of time beforehand to chill like to slow down a bit before you get into it you will get to probably a heightened sense what i meant by that is like if you can do 30 days of just 10 minutes of meditation a day beforehand and your your mind is able to go into that state of okay focusing on my breathing I can actually feel my body I can you know I can feel my body pressing down on the sofa or wherever you're doing it and and being able to utilize your mind like that will help when you go into that situation beforehand yeah I definitely even if it's just like guided meditation it's great yeah no
0: so um where do you see your work going now? How is it changing?
1: Uh, well, we're just looking to scale, man. But we're trying to capitalise as much as we can on this. It's, um, there are a lot because obviously we're in the fitness space, so we have two angles. We have the direct to consumer where we partner with people and we market their products and programs, and then we have the 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 education and coaching side where we teach the models that we use so the funnel strategies the advertising strategies we teach all of that so just the fact that there are a lot of coaches right now can you still hear me yeah, yeah. I'm freezing okay um but there's a lot of coaches right now that obviously if gyms aren't open they can't make money so they're they're looking for ways to to move online and um you know, the, there is a big opportunity. People are wanting to get fit and healthy because of this. Like the fact that being healthy improves your immune system, being healthy improves your respiratory You know, there are, there are huge benefits to it. So, um, so yeah, we're trying to just scale up both sides. We're trying to find personal trainers that, that, you know, want to learn our strategies and teach those. Um, And then just, Going direct to consumer. We're actually launching our own program. Um that's it's still a partnership, but we we have a majority share of it. Um just as a case study to show, you know, this is doable from zero in this climate. because uh, a lot of people don't believe it. You know, you've seen them, you've seen the scams online, they're everywhere. Um but at the same time, most of the scams are scams because people don't do the action needed to get the results
0: yeah it's it's definitely not a fitness video isn't a one-way street it's you can't watch it and get the results from it like you've you've gotta you've gotta put
1: in the effort yourself yeah exactly but it's the same with any model it's like if if you know there are people out there that teach how to launch a video production company i'm sure their program is awesome. But if I buy the program and don't go out prospecting, don't go and shoot any videos, don't do any of that, I'm not gonna make any money. I'm not gonna build a successful production company because I didn't do the work. So it's like, that's the biggest issue with this space is people blame the, the mechanism when it's not the mechanism. It's, you know, it's like if you have a car, someone gives you a car your sole job is to put petrol in it and put your foot on the accelerator if you get in the car and don't fill it up with petrol and don't put your foot on the accelerator it's not gonna fucking go anywhere no people people often want a um a
0: shortcut for everything i like it's 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 i think it's in our nature to want to shortcut everything and it understandably so but it's when you try and shortcut things too much right like yeah. It, it, say with investing, everybody, people want to know, they just want someone to text them saying, buy this, it's gonna go up in the next four days, buy 40% and then you can sell. People want that simple container that they can just have when actually that information's kind of there, potentially with some things. You just need to find it out yourself. Like those decisions have to be made yourself. And And yeah bring them back to the fitness side of things. You can say, do 50 burpees. But if you're just feeling like 15 today, you're going to get less than a third the benefit of doing the 50.
1: Yeah. Yeah. People want a shortcut. Yeah, they want a magic bullet. They want to become rich quick. They want to Mm -hmm. become six-pack abs in six minutes. Yeah. But it doesn't work like that. You know, and there's no. it, it's it's quite crazy though to be to think how many people still, you know, buy into those those kind of things. Now, don't get me wrong; it's possible. Like I know, I personally know guys that have gone from zero to making six figures a month within three to six months. Like it is doable, the work and energy that goes into that is not what most people will want to put in.
0: No, that's, that's. whilst they're doing it in three to six months, they're doing it in a time, like you're working twice the, the length of a day as the average person. It's not that you're still just doing your seven and a half hours of your lunch in in that day it's just that our work has yeah. been condensed.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's it, if you were to time that if you were to put that into a 40-hour work week, it would take you 3 years. But they've yeah. just gone Zip. and also yeah. beyond that, like they've shortcutted it by finding people that have done it before, that have proven models, that have systems that allow you to get to that level, you know. It's like if I wanted to shoot a commercial I'm going to come to you and say, "Hey Kurt, I want to shoot this video. Uh what's the best angles I should use? What's the best camera I should use? You know, how should I how should I export the footage? You know, you know the system. If I try to work that all out, it's going to take me 3 weeks. If I come to you and say, "Hey Kurt, yeah. how do I do this?" You're going to tell me and it's going to take me a day. Yeah, now, that's it's going interesting to be this situation, but
0: <laughs> yeah, I know what yeah. you mean. I know what you mean. But it's interesting, um, I heard, I can't remember which investor it was, there was an investor the other day, it may have been Ray Daly or someone, oh no, it was Tim Ferriss, I think. He was saying about, you've kind of got to work out where, so say, asking for a consultation from someone, like you were just saying, it's going to cost you money, but you're then getting this chunk of knowledge in a smaller time because somebody else has done that legwork beforehand and you kind of got to figure out like, yeah. And if it took you, if this person just sits down with you for half a day for four hours and gives you all this information, then that's, that's valuable because you've only spent half a day's worth of time. Whereas if you have to go and look it up and it takes yourself 40 hours, which is a full work week, then you've, you've gone five days. And, and what's your time worth is your time your hourly rate of forty hours say if you're if you think of yourself as worth 30 pounds an hour, you've just then spent a lot of money essentially yeah instead of that four hours you just spend on them and then you've saved yourself all that time yeah it's a it's a smarter way of thinking to be able to pay people sometimes and that's why that's why the service economy exists is is because other people can do things for you better and cheaper and faster yeah um, it's it's even um if you're the, paying money for it
1: yeah 100 agree i th- I think uh, there's a really good book by a guy called dan kennedy um called it, it's uh no bs time management is his book he's got a whole series called no bs um and that's one of the things he says is like obviously you work out your productive time you have like your unique ability of doing this one thing like for you let's say it's video production video editing whatever it is everything outside of that if it is if you can pay someone else to do it for less than your hourly rate you should pay them to do it basically like you shouldn't be doing menial tasks and and it's the same with shortcutting like you shortcut time by paying money and the more the, the wealthier people you speak to, the people that are much further along the journey, they will be the ones that always tell you that. They'll be like, just pay for it. Just pay for it. Because they value and, and they see the value of time. Like you can always make more money. There is billions out there for you to make. <laughs> you can never take make more time. So. Yep.
0: Makes sense. I mean. Yeah, my mind's gone blank, but it. there's just these people here who are essentially buying you time. That's all it is. Yeah. There's people there who can buy you time. Yeah.
1: Exactly. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people don't want to invest it because they... It comes back to the fat thing that we were talking about earlier. People don't see that instant gratification. They don't see the result that, okay, you might pay. So you may pay me my hourly rate of 200 pounds £200 an hour. I give you some mad tips. You're gonna implement them over the next three weeks, and then within the next six months or 12 months, you're gonna make an extra six figures from it. But because you're not gonna see that six figures between until six to 12 months time, you might be like, oh, actually, is that 200 pounds worth it? Then now, uh, the, that's why scratch cards are so popular because there's the chance to win now, Yeah, it's like
0: instant for very little
1: input. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: And at the end of the day, when you've put everything into something, you are, you're more invested into it and the payoffs are just being, they're going to be bigger. It's just how it works you want you, you to get out what you put in generally and or, or you only get out what you've collaborated with others to put in but th- there's no there aren't any magic things out there where say apple amazon uh microsoft three of the biggest companies in the world have had crazy amounts of manpower going whilst jeff bezos has sat there and a lot of people disagree with his money he's he's done the hard work you know like he's he's also then taken the hard work of others um ethically or not but he's put in the work as well yeah it's leverage
1: yeah and he, so yeah i mean i i i'm very much capitalist in this mentality that, i think tax breaks I think all that kind of shit like that that these big companies got or even small companies like if you employ five people I think you should be entitled to certain levels of you know breaks Amazon employs hundreds of thousands of people I would almost say millions of people I don't actually know but they basically run part of the economy if they went out of business like if you think about the amount of people like that the u.s un, um unemployment rate would go up by 0.5 or whatever it is how much better i know you use ebay a lot we had this conversation the other day but how much better is life with amazon prime with amazon services
0: yeah i i genuinely think a lot there are so many shoots and I remember doing my tax return and having to put in my expenses from Amazon. They were hefty, and because there are so many shoots where you're like, "Oh fuck, I, I'll get this in case." Like even if it's a cheap green screen backdrop, because you may do one green screen shot, and I've done that twice now and not used the green screen at all. But like, there's just so many things where you're like, because ah, I can get it the next day. Or the amount of hard drives. I think I've got like forty hard drives now. And they're all Amazon's yeah. next day because I'm like, oh I've got the shoot coming up, I could do with an extra two terabytes. Yeah, they they they're not only just like a slightly more convenient way to shop, they just allow people like me and you to be more fluid with things. You can be yeah. a little bit more last minute, you can be a little bit more dynamic in the way that you're spending and and seeing things, I guess.
1: Yeah. And I I, I think that's incredible. I think they've done. And so for that, should they be allowed, now should they be allowed off all of their tax liabilities? Mm -hmm. I mean, they pay some tax, but not a lot, but. The problem is when you get
0: to companies like Walmart, who are infamously, um, they infamously undervalue their staff in that it was during the Obamacare period they were costing Walmart were costing the government it was something like a hundred million a year in the fact that like the a lot of the employees were so underpaid that they had to claim Obamacare for all of their health um, care needs because Walmart didn't pay them enough to cover insurance when really if Walmart paid their employees properly they'd be able to afford insurance and say if, if it became mandatory that they had to buy insurance with that money then it would it would kind of eradicate the argument that they might just use that extra money on something else, but they were costing the government a hundred million a year just by not yeah. being able to pay their employees properly for their healthcare needs. That's when it that's when it gets very snaky because if Walmart are paying three hundred like, million a year in tax, there's a third of it gone.
1: Yeah, but at the same time it's like they employ I don't know how many people Walmart employ, 400,000 people maybe, something like that. Um, That's a lot of people. Yeah. You know, that they, they run on like a, I, I don't know if you've read um, Made in America, but that's uh, Sam Walton's guy that set up Walmart. It's his autobiography that he, he wrote before he died. Obviously I know he doesn't run the company now, Um, but like, they run on something like a 6% profit margin, maybe even less, you know, so, so their, their volume's huge, but their, their, mm-hmm. their profit is pretty small in comparison yeah. to their volume. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's an interesting one cause you know, yes, they cost money, but at the same time they employ half a million people.
0: There's a so lot like, of, a lot of this gets ignored, I think with, um, airliners. And that airliners were one of the first to be asking for bailouts over here. Right. And a lot of people are disgusted by that because you can sit there in your seat surrounded by 250 other passengers and work out that, well, my ticket was £600 and if these were £600 average, then companies make it this much money. But then the margins that that company operate on are so Mindy. tiny yeah. that as soon as there is that fluctuation, that little black swan event such as the coronavirus, then that's it, it's done. There's no There's no room for...
1: Um, for weather and the storm. Yeah, yeah, it's not like these big companies, especially like uh, physical product companies, companies that employ staff, like even drop shipping companies and stuff like that, that I know, they run on a 20% profit margin, 20 to 30% is good. We, as a digital product company, we run on about a 70, 50 to 70% profit margin, which is awesome. Um, but yeah, like airlines, I would love to see I wonder if I can I wonder if I can see what the average profit margin of an airline is
0: I know it'll be low because it's it's interesting uh, Warren Buffett famously he just does not invest in airline companies because you're dealing with something that it relies on a lot of people. Uh, like like a lot of staff members it, and it relies on a fossil fuel price a commodity price which yeah. the fluctuations just in oil prices can obviously affect an airliner massively mm. um, 9% and then 9% so. yeah that's not as bad as you'd think given the amount of money that goes through airlines
1: but yeah, yeah. but it's you know there is extortionate like you know, you think of it like when, what people don't realize is, is they, they look, they, like you said, they sit on their seat and they say, I paid this much and, and all this kind of shit. But then what they don't realize is, okay, from your ticket price, did you click through on a affiliate's website? Yeah. Okay. 10% of your ticket price goes to that affiliate. Then you've got ground staff. Then you've got tech. Then you've got, accounting and you've got fuel, maintenance, the actual air of fucking planes. <laughs> like there is so much cost to physical businesses like that. It you know, I I, I look at them I go fucking amazing that they're still running, you know.
0: I, I find plane plane, like flights are so cheap. It's weird that it's to get to get from London to New York and back with a decent airliner is two hundred and fifty pounds. Like how how is that possible? when it's if I want to fill up my car, which is quite economical and do a trip to Scotland and back, I'd be looking at over a hundred pounds of just yeah. driving And that's, that's just a, a car. Yeah. There's, there are so many other, other things at play to be able to make it that your flights are cheap.
1: It's, it's cheaper. It's cheaper for me to fly from my house in Clapham. It's cheaper for me to fly and sometimes shorter in time to fly to most places in europe or a decent amount of places in europe than it is to me to get home as in my childhood home in devon
0: yeah yeah that doesn't surprise me
1: which you know it's it's mad it, i think it's absolutely fascinating I, and that's like as much as they can
0: but yeah it's yeah it's um it's an interesting one i'm, I'm hoping that I really can't understand because I don't this isn't my field but I can't I can't begin to predict whether it's going to be really cheap to fly after this or very expensive. There's an argument for both sides I think and it's the argument for for the cheap flights would be that they want people flying again, right? That's that's how their business operates and cargo like a commercial um passenger flight, they use a lot of the space underneath for cargo. Hence why if even if the plane's half empty they, they don't mind because they can fill it up wait, because your luggage isn't there, they can fill it up with with um cargo. But they want people on the planes at the end of the day. Mm. But then there's the argument that there's there's just gonna be less flights running. So there's gonna be less competition. Like there's a chance that Virgin Atlantic are gonna go under, which if BA survive then that's half the decent flights from london and new york gone
1: yeah yeah i i think it's gonna be cheap i think it's gonna be um my housemate she works in the travel industry and i think she was saying that flights currently they're really cheap i've seen the
0: odd one to Bali for 600 pound return which is kind of just below average i think uh,
1: pretty good really fly with. when i flew there i think it was i think i paid like 480 or something yeah. but that was middle of december so who was that with uh garuda yeah
0: if They're... i've never it, basically if it, if it's not qatar or emirates i'm probably not getting on it you know what i mean
1: <laughs> yeah i'm
0: quite picky no, fair, fair enough i oh, yeah. um i can see that you should upgrade your airliner not your not your seat that's what this uh Who is it yeah yeah, yeah fair enough it's been good to chat I'm gonna ring off but um, I'll catch up with you again soon yeah man sounds thanks good thanks a lot appreciate cool. the call no worries catch you later come